Chapter Eleven of Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Buchos. Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil, by the Viscount of Taunay, translated by James William Wells. The Breakfast Cyrano suddenly arose from the couch on which he had been seated. "'I must see about continuing my journey to-morrow,' said he. "'What, doctor?' protested Pereira. "'Go away already? No, that will never do. Why, you have not yet quite cured my daughter. I will pay for your delay here, that is, if it be necessary.' "'Oh, Senor Pereira,' protested the youth, "'that would offend me indeed.' "'Well, I pray you to pardon me, but I cannot think of allowing you to leave here under two weeks at least. But—oh, bother your butts! Remember, you won't want for patience. My ranch will be visited as if it was a public house of entertainment, and the seigneur will really not be able to attend to all who come for advice. Look you, I have already sent to tell Coelho.' and in a little while he will be sticking to you like a carapato. No, senor, you don't leave this yet a while. Do you wish to desert Nocencia as she is even yet? Ah, truly, precipitately observed Cyrano. Well, then, it is not good even to think about it. Let things remain as they are for my sake, for anyhow you will have to arrange your business here.' Ah, that is just what I was about to mention, for I feared the trouble might inconvenience you. Once that patients begin to arrive here, they will come, remain here without any fear. Well, I will then, Cyrano decided, just as long as you please. Bravo! That is capital! exclaimed Pereira, with sincerity. It is just what I would like. As to Senor Maya, Meyer, I mean, he will have to take root in this house. That cannot be. My time is all marked out by my government. Well, well, but you must make a long stay with us. It is a pity that the Manico is not here, so that I might hurry up the wedding, when we would have such a festival as never was seen in these woods. But here am I with my tongue a-rattling away, and not even thinking that our stomachs have had nothing to-day. Breakfast ought to be ready directly. I will go and see after it. He left the room on saying these words, and in a few moments afterwards he returned with Maria, the old negress, carrying the tablecloth and a gourd full of farina. "'Senores,' cried Pereira boisterously, "'to-day I will breakfast with you both at this table. "'But listen, Senor Meyer, "'after to-day you will eat with me and my daughter there inside,' "'pointing as he spoke to the rear of the house, "'and turning to Cyrano. "'Well, you know,' he explained, "'he is now one of the family, "'as though he were Chiquino himself.' The table spread, the three men gleefully seated themselves thereat. "'Look you, Senor Meyer,' said the Miniero as he served the German, "'these are the very best of beans. Mix them with the rice and herbs, and add a few pinches of farina.' 
the naturalist commenced to masticate with the slowness of a ruminating animal, occasionally interrupting the morose exercise to exclaim, "'Delicious, really, very delicious!' Cyrano ate little and maintained silence. "'In Germany,' declared Meyer, contemplating a bean, "'the largest beans do not attain this size. Such a breakfast as this would cost in Saxonia quite two thalers, or about two thousand five hundred reis.' Periera interrupted him by observing with a comical gesture, Two thousand five hundred reis, dear me! Why, whatever sort of country is that? How do you call it? Saxonia, responded the German with gravity. Saxonia, exclaimed Periera. I never heard tell of it, but surely people must go about there dying of hunger? "'According to the last statistics,' replied Meyer slowly, and with many pauses, in order to introduce to his mouth enormous spoonfuls of the mixture as prescribed by his host, "'it is known that in London there is a daily average of eight deaths from starvation, in Berlin five, in Vienna four, in Paris two, in Pekin twelve, in Jeddo seven, in... Ho, ho, ho! shouted Periera, in a tone of exultation. Then bravo for our land of Brazil, where no one need know what hunger means. For if in the house there is nothing to eat, you have but to go to the forest for the wild honey of the Jatahi, or the Mandori bees, or the cabbage of the Macobiera, and scores of other things." that is, at least, hereabouts in these parts, because in the cities all you have to do is spread open your hand, and, lo, alms at once rain down on it. That is what I understand a country should be. Anything else is a disgrace. Ah, replied the German, Brazil is indeed a very fertile and a very rich country. It provides coffee for half the world to drink, and when it has more people, it will supply enough for all the globe. Was I not right then, eh? exclaimed Periera, with a glance of triumph as he clasped Cyrano by the shoulder. You see, even these foreigners know all about us. What say you, my fellow countrymen? Hello, man, what are you silent about, half-deaf and dumb-like? What is it? The same old business again, eh? In fact, after hearing the invitation offered to Meyer to join the family circle of the household of Pereira, Cyrano had become dejected, restless, and meditative. His body remained with his host, but his mind wandered to that little room where reposed the fever-stricken maiden, yet so beautiful even with the pallor of illness. "'If the trouble is some woman,' continued Periera, "'don't worry yourself about it so. Nothing is more stupid. They are a kind of goods always found in abundance everywhere.' Meyer, in the midst of the exercise of his jaws, believed that his host considered the feminine sex from a statistical point of view, and accordingly thought it advisable to enforce ideas somewhat vaguely expressed. Certainly, said he dogmatically, in the Slav race the proportion is two women to one man, in the Latins of two men to one woman, in France the proportion on the masculine side is but have you counted them? 
interrupted Pereira. Let me tell you one thing. I won't swallow my cause. Footnote. An expression of incredulousness. End of footnote. Nor I, Meyer affirmed with some indignation. I know not why you now mention those bichos. If considered in the sense of game, all know that these climbers have tough flesh and— Perriera, who laughed immoderately at the German's misapprehension, at once explained the real sense of his expression, and continued to discuss with his methodical and polite interlocutor. "'You might talk to me for a whole year,' said the miniero finally, "'but I would not understand a tittle of your jiggy-joggy stick-ticks and countings. Whoever removes me from the floor puts me in the woods.' Footnote. Perriera wished to express that unfamiliar subjects of conversation were beyond the possibility of his comprehension. End of footnote. But now let us return to thanks to Deus, our Saviour, for giving us this good meal. Following his words by example, he rose to his feet, and with clasped hands and in a low voice he uttered the words of the grace, in which he was accompanied by his two guests, now announced perriera on leaving the table i will just have a run through the plantation where three good-for-nothing blacks are at work one of whom is my foreman afterwards i shall have to look up some neighbours to tell them of your arrival doctor ah but he added i have not yet shown you my daughter senor meyer your daughter exclaimed the german then you have children "'Sim, senor, don't you remember that your person is that of my brother Chiquino? "'Well, then, what greater proof of confidence and friendship can I give you, eh, senor Cyrano?' Uh, uh, without doubt,' stammered the young man, as he endeavoured to control his confusion. "'My daughter, who is called Nocencia, only to-day got up from a sick bed. "'She has been ill.' Even now I know not that the ague has quite left her, for sometimes the body is long affected with the pest. Then you must leave to my care, observed Cyrano hastily. She must yet take some more quinine at midday. Do as you think best. Would you like to see her, Senor Meyer? Certainly, certainly, the German amiably replied. She is the only member of my family that I have here, besides a certain big fellow, a son of mine, who is on the road hereabouts. Then let us go. Come you also, he continued, addressing Cyrano. A surgeon is almost one of the family. The three men then left the room and proceeded towards the rear or family quarters of the premises. End of chapter 11